Gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. <laughs> My name is Bill Lomas, and with me, always do a jazz singer. Thank you. Uh, it sounded like you're about to make a call to prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go get uh, my uh, prayer mat and look, get my compass to find out which direction Mecca is. Uh, but uh, but hey, we got a guest on. But before I bring the guest on, I have to just a little, it's just too tempting not to, 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 to just bring this up before he comes in. But uh, look what I've got in my possession. Well done. You've joined the team, a Yeti. Yes. Our favorite, favorite um, brand in the world. So, so the, the, I, I just literally, uh, we, I was running late for the pod today because I was <laughs> getting this because I wanted it ready to go. And you know what? We'll save the review for the one on one chat, but I just needed to so show it's you. It's a great review. It's a great brand. Right, I'm um, going to have a sip of some hot To the point where I'm going to go buy a hat. I'm going to a barbecue store to buy a hat. God, our lives are good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in the green room yesterday and talking uh, about the Yeti. And both uh, Michael Chamberlain, comedian, and Dan, 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 who runs the lounge, both looked at us going, this is the saddest conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> Two 40-something men, oh, well, I'm not yet 40, but talking about how good coffee is. And also the sentence where he said, make sure you don't drink from this side because you might hurt your teeth. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's... Yeti review done. Really? Let's well, I'll review, I'll review it on a personal thing. All right. Uh, again, reminder, we are not getting paid for this. We should. <laughs> so all right. Our guest is a uh, probably one of my favorite stand-up comedians uh, to tour with. It, it's it's always fun to hang out backstage as well as like watch him on stage. Uh, people might have seen him at the comedy festival gala. Please welcome the very very funny Daniel Connell. Yeah, go Connell. Thank you. Great to be here. Hey, I I honestly honestly thought you just started with an ad. Like I thought, are oh, they starting with their Yeti ad to? <laughs> Off the podcast, I was like, "That's great! They got sponsorship. That's cool." That we just nah, man. Honestly, we wish we would. Between this and the Theragun, my god! Yeah, <laughs> the amount of people that have bought products because we have shouted them out, and we get zero. Because I guess maybe that's what keeps us authentic, Ben. Because we won't, we won't bang on about something unless we yeah, actually. We've been, off, we've been offered advertising. We've turned. Oh it yeah, down. man! Remember, so, really? we had some yeah, Manscape about shaving Manscaped. your balls, and we, we were like, got... we were like, turn, well, turn that down. Yeah, because what was it? Well, one, I'm never going to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we have too much money. That's what's happened, Connell. (laughs) No, I think it was a case that we just always feel like we want to do it because we actually care about it. We don't want to peddle anything to the listeners that genuinely don't give a shit about. (laughs) So kind of like last week, I talked about how much I wanted to like, uh, like you know, if I was going to have a dream coffee machine, the one I want was this uh, particular one, which is like five grand. Well, mm. the messages came flying in this week. And thank <laughs> you to all who sent me like different versions of different coffee machines, which ones could plug in, which ones like, you know, from like, hey, but if you do this one, this one costs two and a half grand. Like, I mean, I've got my kitchen set up. I've got, I know which coffee <laughs> machine I've got next. So thank you to all the listeners who, who pointed out that I don't need to spend uh, five grand. And then credit to one guy goes, yeah, but if you if you are loaded, here's one for twelve and a half. Wow, <laughs> well, is that for like an industrial strength or home? Like I get you, you, you can spend again with any anything. No, you can spend no. as much money as you like on. Oh, no, right. um, yeah, uh, do you know sorry. there's a Terragon that's twice the price of the one I paid just because it has a gold plate? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> that's the only difference. It's got gold right. plate on it. Hey, now, Connell, speaking of expensive products, before we jump into Connell, Connell, 
I, I can't work out which room you're in. <laughs> there's, an, uh, there's, a, there's a trophy case behind him, and on the trophy case is an iron. Iron. Uh, and yeah. then that's it. Is it a yeah. frame picture as well? That, that's uh, I'm in a, our spare room. Uh -huh. okay. okay, there we go. AKA okay, the office. So it's got a lot of odds and ends, but you can see a iron. That is actually a trophy I won for a, an Iron Man. Iron Man. And the ironing board, and then it's an old image of a tour, a tour that I did years, many, many years ago. Is that, um, and is that a change table? Change table, yeah. That doesn't. Is, he's outgrown that. And what the I'm trying to pick the tour is blurred, but is that Joel Creasy? No, that is um, Jeff Green. No, that's uh, Bob Franklin is the front and center. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got Nelson Twins. Uh huh. Uh, Troy Kinney. Yep. Peggy and Anna Log. Oh, righto. And so of all the tour posters that you'd be part of, how mm. come that one got the frame? Was that the first I think that because it, it was one to my hometown, I think. Ah, um, right. Yeah, so it's... Um, Batemans so Bay? Yeah, Batemans Bay. It's the first tour I took to Batemans Bay. Oh, Would have been like 20, 2012, I reckon. I love, I love Batemans Bay for people who don't know. Where is it, uh, Daniel? So it's south coast New South Wales. So on the map, if you look at Canberra, it's directly in line with Canberra, but on the coast of New South Wales. So yeah. um, beautiful so, part of the world. Very beautiful part of the world. I, you send I, me, I, even that mate of yours who does photography, I forget his name now, but yeah. I follow him now and it's fucking stunning, his pictures. Yeah, yeah Josh um, Birkinshaw photography, very good stuff. It's um, I think it's a little hidden gem down there, actually. When people go there, they love it, but a lot of people don't know about it. Um, yes, I, I I went there in 1987. Uh, <laughs> no, in, what? Uh, yep, in 1987. It was one of my favourite holidays and my grandparents came over from Holland. So you were seven uh, years we, old? Uh, yep, and we uh, jumped in uh, our Hillman Supermix, 1957 Hillman Supermix. It does sound literally. That, I mean, I'm not making this up. And then we. It drove, sounds like a, your daughter is a is a superhero. The um, no, no yes, that's what the, the car was called. And uh, we went to Bayman's Bay and nearby Pebbly Beach. Beautiful, absolutely. Yeah. And, and do you have my, nostalgic memories of that? The oh, absolutely, because there were. I just remember we stayed in this hut. Like this basic house at Pebbly Beach, and then the beach was just surrounded by beautiful forest. Mm. And there were, and then, I, and I never forget, like my grandfather, who's from Holland, is was doing the dishes, and then a kangaroo was just in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so shout out to our sponsor, Bateman's Bay Council, as well for sponsoring the pod. Hey, Connell, when we it's started, amazing. just before Ben jumped on, you uh, I was saying, apologizing for running late. And you said, oh, no stress, you don't, you, you've got the free day because uh, your partner has taken your son to the zoo. That's so there's right. already two things that have just made Ben lose his <laughs> mind. Look at him fist bumping. What, but right. the one the thing, I guess, as a jumping off spot is why aren't you at the zoo? Because I doubt whether Ben Lomas would ever miss a zoo opportunity. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to get a little bit of work done. To uh -huh. be honest, but I also uh, I don't Ben often you often take your kids there on your own, do you? Do you? Yes. Yeah, it's often it's often done to give the other partner a little bit of a break. I think. Ah, uh, so, okay, right. So right. I'm the lucky one today, getting a little bit of a break, and then the or are you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then I'm taking him for his first haircut this afternoon. So I'm oh, first ever, first ever haircut this afternoon. Mullet. It, he's got a mullet now. We need to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and, we, and then we can both agree that leading up to the first haircut, that's a flip of a coin right <laughs> yeah. there. I have no idea. We promised him a chocolate afterwards, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But either way, either way, it'll be the most amazing experience and you were there or it's going to be like, look, mate, whatever you want, 
Like, just stop crying. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to hurt you. Mate. You're going to be okay. Can you, at the, at the barbers, can you put them under? Like, give them a local anesthetic? And then yeah. <laughs> just... I think it would work better for everyone if that was the case. But uh, how old is he, Sam? Because the listeners won't know he's about 15, 16 at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's two two and a bit so that is quite late i think to have your, to have your first haircut i think because he didn't have hair for probably 18 months he was quite bald um, right just really coming in now it's coming in in the weirdest spots um yeah he's got a huge tuft that gets all knotty and dreadlocky at the back so we've got to get rid of it he it's well, like an old festival goer <laughs> yeah it looks so he looks like you know joe biden's hair just think of joe yeah. Bi- it's got joe biden's hair exactly the same <laughs> it's, a, it's a reimagining of betty davis eyes <laughs> joe biden's <laughs> eyes yeah um wow he- so i can't believe he's two and a half already like again i like i feel like that's another another example of people uh, having a baby right at the start of COVID. Yeah, yeah. He was exactly, it, there was one case in, in Australia when he was born, February, oh, oh, wow. February 2020, yeah. So there was one case and they had them in a, like a bubble at whatever hospital it was. And obviously then you didn't think much of it, but his whole life has been living in COVID basically. So he's seen much more of me than he would have otherwise, I think. Yeah. yeah so how, uh, let's let's kick off there then, because you were new dad um, mm-hmm. and um there are certain expectations when you're a new parent that you'd have um, in-laws or grandparents there to kind of help with certain things. Now, your uh, parents still back in Bethlehem's Bay? They are, yeah. And, uh, and uh, your partner, Laura, uh, if you don't mind me mentioning her name. Sometimes right. people, yep. Yeah, so Laura, <laughs> uh, Laura's uh, family, are they in Victoria? They are, yeah. They're in, in, so, close to us in Melbourne, so it's quite handy. Was there any family members that couldn't see the bub? Uh, obviously, your family for a while might have not seen them. Is it? They, we we got lucky. He came, they, my parents came straight away, and you could travel still then. And then it was probably like a six month period after that they didn't get to see him again. Um, but it's it was pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Yes, considering some people were a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, my sisters came when they could from Canberra, here and there. Yeah. So it, it was pretty lucky. It wasn't too bad, and we were breaking the law a little bit during. Like we were, we went out to her parents a few times when we were supposed to, you know, we just had our own little bubble with them. Uh, Which, so he could to see. be honest, like even if you got pulled over, like I think in those cases where you're like, hey, you can't do it. You're like, I've got a newborn. Um, yeah. It's my first <laughs> child. And the cop's like, keep moving, mate. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I remember our first trip out there down the freeway. And you, it was when we were that first proper one where they said don't don't do anything, and it was us on the freeway and just about six tradies in utes, and we looked so obvious. We we're just in our family car, and like we don't look like tradies at all. It'd be, mm. it'd, be, it'd be great if you just pulled up to the lights and it's just tradies, and then your car and a cop car, and then you suddenly, but you're still all wearing high vis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's boss baby there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did contemplate oh. popping a ladder on the roof at one point. That's just... right. That's great. On a, yeah. on a station wagon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hockey strap it to the roof, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so with you in terms of like, I've known you pretty much for the last 12 years, so 20, 2010. Had you already moved to Melbourne at that point? Yeah. I, I, I came in 2010, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we started doing open mics together and things like that. And and you're a tall unit for mm. starters. What, 6'2", six, 6'1"? Six, six, Fucking hell. Yeah, right, almost I was six, way off. Almost 6'5", actually. Right. I'm like one centimetre under that. If I right. stand up straight, I don't often stand up straight. It's probably what you, what deceives people. 
Oh, really? You have a little bit of a... Quite a hunch. Yeah. Oh, really? And that's yeah. common, isn't it, with a lot of tall folks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm did, really trying... Were you, when did you hit six for? Like, were you a teenager? Or? Yeah, quite quite young. So I, I was probably, oh, I reckon. I probably grew until I was 21, but I, I, w- I would have gone from, say, 6'3 to 6'4 at 21, but I was 6'3, 6'2 from about 17, 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. And I was so tra- what, yeah. what was that like in terms of uh, high school sports? What did you gravitate towards? Rock. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, I, so I grew up in so New South Wales was rugby league. So of we, I and I loved rugby league. I, I thought from a very young age that rugby league was my calling. And my dad is a career rugby league person and life member of the junior rugby league in my hometown. And when you say um, career rugby league, what do you mean? He worked in rugby league? Uh, yeah, played all his life. And oh, really? Um, played all his life and then coached. He's got the record for most premierships in junior coaching in my hometown. He's just, yeah, he's just always been involved in it. Not so, so much. Everyone yet. knows who he is. Yeah. All, all guys, any kids from my hometown from, say, probably 25 now to 55, yeah. at some point be, being coached by him or come across him at some point in that, right. that town. So that's amazing. That um, is, it's just, I think that's just another, like, it just makes me love. You just don't see that in the city. You just don't nah. see that kind of that that longevity in a job that they I assume he absolutely loved. Yeah, yeah, he he put a lot of time into it. I, I obviously I was playing, so I was always with him. But just the hours for free, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, like you, it's um, amazing. Like and also, can, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you've you've got three sisters. You're the two, older boy? yeah, two, two, and you're two the youngest of youngest, yeah, of yeah. Three. So was there? A, I mean, back in the day, there was no, um, you know, uh, women's rugby league or anything like that there wasn't no so no, when all. you came out he was like here he is the prodigal yes. son <laughs> yeah right and and uh i was a girl up until birthday they all were assumed i was a girl had a girl oh, name had all right girl what was clothes. their name do you know if they were talking Eliz- about elizabeth liz wow yeah, do you reckon- <laughs> feel like that suits you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you if you and laura had a at a girl, do you reckon you would have passed on Elizabeth to her? I don't. That's a good question. I didn't because yeah. we knew straight away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, so Lizzie comes out with the penis, and yeah. then uh, so then Daniel's here, and so all of a sudden, so was that a sense of you going, oh well, this is what Dad does, and so as a child, you start to you know uh, gravitate to the thing that the, yeah. the father figure or mother figure is doing most of, and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get Absolutely. his attention through this. Yeah, I, and I genuinely loved it, like because all my mates played. We all had footy cards. Um, it it yeah, was just rugby footy card, rugby league. Yeah, yeah. So why is that weird, Ben? Pause for a second. I, you you had I've the biggest. Never seen, I like. I was really into collecting cards, like in the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, right? and I I just 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 realised then I've never seen a rugby card. Really, mate. I'll go get them from home. I've got folders and folders of full. So you still got yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, the, yeah. Any was, value? Have you looked up to what the values are of these things these days? I've got an Andrew Johns who's like one of the immortals, one of the greatest. Isn't he Reg Regan? He's his brother. Ah. Is Matt. Yeah. So Matt wasn't as good, but he's probably a bit more well known in media. But Andrew was the one of the best of all time. And I have a, uh, it was a one in, I want to say one in 25,000 hologram. Uh, oh, that'd be a good value. Yeah. And I've got it in like one of those Perspex cases at Mum right. and Dad's house. And I need to get it signed. And I reckon I could 
flog it for 80 bucks or something, I reckon. That, yeah, I, I think that's because <laughs> there was a period where they were worth a lot. And yeah. now when the internet came along and now with like just exchanges, they just plummeted in value. Because I looked up yeah. one where I was like, I've got a Michael Jordan, a Michael Jordan uh, hologram card from Upper Deck 1992, 1993 season. <laughs> I'm like, this is worth a bit of it. And I looked it up and I was like, it's worth nine American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, you might, that's how you can get the beach house. Hey, yeah, um, the, the only one I've got, the, the irony of it is the one thing, the most valuable thing in my folder is you could get what's called the A Beckett. So you could get uh, a, um, a magazine that had all the values of all the cards. And I have the one with its Shaquille O'Neal number one draft pick. And that magazine that values the cards is worth more than any card I have in my folder. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, so so, so it, you started training and all that. And so did, did, how, how, what level did you get to in terms of playing? So I, I played from five is yeah. when you could play and just played every weekend. I had a bad, I, I, I made like junior rep things around our area, but I, I, um, I wasn't like uh, absolutely destroying, like making junior Australian teams or anything like that or New South Wales. Or state, yeah, state broke, teams, isn't that? Mm, uh, yeah. um, a few school things. I broke my leg really badly when I was 10 playing. Yeah, there we go. That was um, my next question was, when was the first injury? Yeah, so... <laughs> So 10, broke my leg quite badly. Where was uh, the break? Uh, tibia and fibula. Fibula, tibia, yeah, broke both through. and um, Rugby? Leg, yeah, yeah. Playing so where, where, sorry for the uninitiated, the tibia is the... Yeah, like, it's kind of your shin. shin. Yeah, shin? it's perfectly halfway up my shin, basically. Ah! Uh, um, I, I, mate, just to pause, sorry. I used to do uh, rugby union training uh, under 13, and I was pretty good because I was quite big for uh, that age group. And then one day uh, a kid tackled me and his knee went into my shin yeah. and it hurt so much. Just It didn't break, but it just hurt so much that I went, fuck it. And I joined the Scrabble Club the next day. <laughs> I seriously was like, nah, this is not yeah. worth the pain, right? Yeah. But it's yeah, a shame, so you, yeah. To, to, to you to say that you you broke it is... Yeah, it's a sh really sh a shame because I, I'm such an advocate for kids playing sport and I don't mm -hmm. think contact sport should be frowned upon as much as it is. I think... Right. I, I was that was a pretty freak accident how my leg got caught and um ah. how someone, how's how like the biggest kid on their team landed on it at the time um and I, it's like, very unlucky like, yeah it's unlucky uh, but it just you know it turns it turns people off didn't turn us off obviously because we we're a footy family but I probably had two years off mm. um to get Screws, it right the whole thing as a ten year old yeah huh? yeah yeah and, and I was in a full leg cast for yeah. so long I seemed like so much of my school but you get a lot of attention at school which is cool yeah uh, all my friends sign the cast and then especially with your uh, length of your leg they'll be all school could have said it'd be like it'd be like the grade the, the grade threes are like hey might as well bring the grade fours in yeah 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 there. there's a graffiti artist who's showing up Brady while you're asleep um so yeah, yeah right two years off and and yeah. I mean that's a weird thing to reconcile as a 10 year old i'm sure right because you yeah. obviously very got a lot of energy yeah any and trauma I, any trauma like that is a that is a pretty full it, kind of not too much not too i think you're a bit innocent then and you don't really think about yeah. too much of that stuff i definitely had more later uh, a few years down the track um so i played pretty full on until i was 16 um had some good chats with dad like always had good honest chats because i was going well but my body was just not built for rugby league you don't get him any length. length yeah you don't get many lanky i was getting quite easy it's quite easy to hammer someone that's long 
and mm. skinny in in that and game. The knees, the yeah. knees. Like, so and what, you got you got to get fair dinkum when you get to sort of 15, 16 is where you, they sort of sort the same in AFL any sport really is where you start to sort out whether you're going to right. follow that yeah. path. Right. Yeah. So like poor Josh Earl who was such an avid basketballer and yeah. then hit a certain age and went ah I think I might be the Iverson of this league. I had the same at rep ball as well, but then it was also the fact that it was my dad that made the decision for me because my dad was like, do you want to continue spending the next year and a half going all the way out to Dramana and playing two minutes uh, just so yeah. you can miss a shot? And I was like, I don't want to do this. He's like, just play <laughs> for fun. I remember, yeah. I remember that. I remember we that. Know. And so, Connell, for you, though, that growing up time, that would have hit that spot where you realize you got the height but you mm. need the meat and muscle. Mm. And uh, from from what I've heard, for a, for, a, for a lot of people, compared to me and Ben, it sometimes can be hard to put on weight yeah. because the, the taller you are, because the amount of calories that you need to take in to retain it. Yeah. Uh, did you hit those types of struggles as a kid, trying to like get yeah. bulkier, but yeah. then just not get that? Yeah, started going to the gym probably 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at that cross. I, st- I started playing cricket. Obviously, you play winter rugby league cricket in right. summer. And it was around 14, 15, I started to have a lot of success with cricket. So it was kind of that crossover where I put all my yeah. time into cricket. So I didn't uh-huh. want to be too big. Right. Uh, a lot of friends were getting into creatine at that point. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, playing footy and getting really big. A few guys went on to, you know, play junior reps with like NRL teams. and um, But, like, they were losing their hair from taking it. Uh, it was it was they were taking some serious stuff to get big, yeah. <laughs> Getting just unbelievable breakouts of acne and things. These side effects of these um, these supplements they were taking. Uh, so I was fortunate to go the cricket way, and then um, so I did. I, did, I didn't. I was work, I was exercising, but I wasn't getting too big uh, to try and bowl as fast as I could. But then mm. uh, all all my back issues came in from about sixteen. I started getting sciatica and bulging discs Ooh. just from trying to bowl too fast while I was growing. So. Oh wow! Um, Down the bottom, uh, mid mid sort of mid range, uh, and then the sciatica was into my hip. So I'd I'd go to school and just play basketball for PE or something, and my whole right side would go numb. So oh, I, and I'd have to get carried to the like I couldn't couldn't walk. I'd just be dragging my leg from this sciatica. I didn't know what it was. So how, um, how have you gone with a baby? Well, th- since then I am like very regimented with my back exercises. I've always yeah maintained a strong back everything i do is all about keeping the back um oh excellent so let's get in there then i I was going to lead to it but let's let's do it then what are your so you reckon the back issue started in your early 20s late late yeah late teens and so since then you've had a kind of a uh, consistent regimen around your back issue so uh, yeah i suffer i'm recently suffering from a uh what is it called a disc extrusion (laughs) Oh yeah, that's that as well. But that that doesn't require some stretches. Stretching. For, yeah, yeah. yeah, because of stretches for the heart. Uh, but with the back though, so what are what are yours? Obviously, everyone's is different, but specifically yeah. yours. What is your routine around? I do stretches every day. Try and like, um, yeah, like, as I said, I slouch and everything, so that doesn't help. So I'm trying to always just get my chin up and get my shoulders back. But I'm doing where you a lot of planking. Planking is like. Oh. Uh, any sort of exercise I do will be planking. So, so paint a picture. Is it this is um, a, is, a, is a routine uh, a morning thing? As soon as you wake up, because this is the shit that we I, love getting I into. I don't the have 
a strict time that I do it. Now, okay. these days, it's just whenever I can. So Okay, because of the bub? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So sometimes it might be 9 o'clock at night. Sometimes sure. it might be first thing in the morning. So but, planking, What? Are, how long are we doing a plank for? So I'm just doing, uh, I, I plank a lot, but then you're told not to plank for too long. So I try and just do minute, minute and a half mm-hmm. in one go. And then uh-huh. I'll just do four or five of those. I do a lot of like laying uh, flat on my, so flat on your, on your belly, fully flat to the ground, yep. arms out in front and just yep. lifting. Superman. Your, yeah, Superman lifting your right arm and your left leg, trying to just lift oh, them both yep, the alternate. Yep. Both sides. I find that just a, a magic one. So that's a stretch I do most days. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, I don't know the official term in yoga, but just like the cat pushing up from your, being flat on your, on, same, same thing, flat on your belly uh-huh. and just pushing up with your hands. Your, Is your, that cobra? I think that's cobra. Where you sort of just like, if you just start pushing your torso uh, upwards while up, your legs yeah. are flat straight out. Yeah. I think yeah, I could draw. Yeah. Yeah, thumbs then... out and you spit on any kind who walks past you. Yeah. Um, but get, yeah. get to a gym, I'll do the one where you um, oh, yeah. lock the legs. Leg raises? Leg raises. Oh, sorry. Your legs are locked in and your your body's going down. And I love, I love that one because oh, when you do that one, you just feel really strong. <laughs> it's funny. I've never been asked... I've I've never had to discuss this with anyone, and I don't know the official names, and I'm struggling to explain what they're <laughs> actually called. But if you yeah, came with me, I could show you all. The we things, we we like to think that we that help our guests as much thing. as our guests help yeah. us. Such a dad thing. It's so funny. I yeah, love it. You're a dad before you're even a dad. You're just like, hey, what do you call that thing? Now? Oh, I don't know. I've just been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Literally actually, twenty years. Yeah, actually, more. on that, I had a few things that I wanted to talk about that leads to this, which is temperament. <laughs> Right. Because when I think of you, Connell, I always think of you as just calm, chilled, really like quite soft spoken, to be honest. And totally. the idea of you playing rugby league for starters just feels like, where's the, like, I, I want to see the grunt of Connell. Like, I can't even imagine you, like, you know, getting the mongrel on, you know? And then the second thing is, uh, um, in terms of uh, what Ben just said about being a dad, you definitely feel like a dude who was, you know, you, in your 20s, you were already 50. Like every time yeah, we toured, yeah. I was there this is back in my drinking days, right? I'd be looking for a bottle of scotch from the bottle or whatever, and you'd get your biscuit and tea <laughs> every, before the gig. He makes himself a tea, but not just, not just like makes a tea. Ben, you should see the joy he has when he realizes the Which green room has bickies. Now. He's like, oh, bickies, <laughs> oh, bickies. Like he's so excited about the bickies. Whereas I'm like, fuck, they've only given us soft drink, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I always found that. And I remember even talking to Laura about uh, a surprise trip that she had planned for you or something like that and a holiday. And it was like to go to some like part of Victoria that had like a lot of um, his history or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like those are the things that excite you. It's like yeah. Australia's history, a cup of tea and bickies. I'm pretty, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's, yeah. You go, you go. My mum, I remember my mum telling me when I was probably like 15 or 16 that I was a 70 year old man <laughs> in a teenager's body. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think the town I grew up in definitely uh, contributed to it. In what um, way? Because I think you've talked to a, me about it. It's this. just a very, it's just beats to a different drum that area it's just very it's on the coast it's very laid back it's a real right. surfy sort of very chilled out i don't think anybody's too stressed in their job um connell you and i talked about just you know on a personal level about like how you don't drink too much you've never taken mm. drugs because you saw like how it affected so many of your mates in a, mm. such a negative way that you were like 
even when you have a drink, it's just like one or two. And then I was like so jealous of you. Which is unique you. for the country. Let's just put that. Absolutely. That is I was extremely, there. you are an outlier yeah. out in, in, mm. in Basin's Bay. And I was like, yeah. man, this is so amazing, but also jealous. And then I, which we'll unpack a bit later, but I found out that you had a gambling problem. And my first thought was, <laughs> my first thought was good. Because <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, this guy has no vices. And I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. But we'll come to that later. But what I want to get to back <laughs> is that about this, um, the back issue and things like that so it's it's like pretty much just a, a routine that you have to make sure that the back is strengthening yeah. um and and then in terms of anything else because again back to you you're mr consistent i don't reckon mm. you change shape or size i think you you tried to grow a mustache at one point <laughs> before the wedding that's which, about which committee which committee didn't <laughs> which 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 i reckon that's about the only kind of change i've seen in you over the 12 years um, yeah. so do you have a, what do you do in terms of exercise and stuff uh, other well, than i reckon it was when i just you maybe you don't remember when i first moved when I, we first would have met i Incredible. when i when i moved from canberra to melbourne i was 103 kilos okay and i went to the i had a checkup in canberra before i moved here and the doctor said you got to lose some weight you you know you yeah and i was like well, i was so baffled because I was, yeah. I was doing kind of big weights and i was sort of eating a lot okay uh like my, i remember my you were chunkier when you arrived to melbourne yeah my standard yeah. mac mac's order was large big mac meal two cheeseburgers nuggets wow, and, and a sunday like that was my standard oh man you're now you're talking our language yeah, yeah. I, I would i would i and i'd i'd go to the shops on a saturday this is yeah i'll tell you more about in the gambling stuff but I'd go put my bets on on a Saturday morning and go to the bakery and get a full loaf of fresh white bread. I just loved it. And two massive sausage rolls. Wait, and you'd eat the whole loaf? Yeah, I'd just go home all afternoon and just toast it. <laughs> toast it, watching the races, toasting it, and just putting butter and honey on fresh. And how much joy? How much oh, joy does that I bring think, I know. I think about those days. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's... And that's, and that's and this is so yeah. consistent with the description <laughs> we had before as opposed to someone going oh back in my 20s mad we used to fucking get on the gear and i remember yeah. i was in a threesome <laughs> and it was crazy no not you you were there with some toast and some honey and butter watching yeah. horse races yeah my threesome was between two slices of bread on a saturday <laughs> afternoon fresh fresh toasted white bread with butter oh. and honey or it's, peanut butter right. it, oh. it, it just you just keep going yeah you yeah. don't stop yeah, and then you know you stop just to get a, have a breather, and then you and then you go. Well, there's another half a loaf. Here we go. <laughs> like, and especially the joys of, and I maybe it's a good time, but the joys of like you know the races go all day. Yeah, like yeah. if you've got a day off yeah. and the races start, like then you, I mean you're there till the end. Yeah, and they went till midnight too. Like the greyhounds. Midnight. Yeah. Well, can we? Can we touch on? Can we touch on that now? So, so wait, are we finished? Well, I mean, we need we need to close off the thing about you feeling you were chunkier, right? You were hundred and three. Oh yeah. So you yeah. came here. The doctor said, um, yeah, that I should lose weight, and I was I was a bit baffled by that. But I moved to Melbourne, and I I probably lived here for a good year before I did anything about it. Right. I moved in 
You probably both remember that. Sorry, I just started laughing because we both both stepped at the same time. On cue, seriously, sorry, sorry, listeners, it was such a visual thing. Maybe we can use a video recording of it, but it was so synchronized and unplanned. Both of us like, why aren't we sponsored by Yeti, motherfucker? I'm going to speak to them. Okay, please do. Sorry, uh, sorry, Um, Connell, that was rude of us. Yeah, I moved in with a. I know, I enjoyed it. I I, uh, moved in with a guy called Dane Rathbone, who you probably remember. Yeah, he won Um, raw comedy in 2011. You lived with Dane. Yeah, we, yes, because we we met in Canberra. We started comedy. Oh, he maybe started a couple of years after me, but he had one roar and he moved. We got a place together. Yeah. And his brother, we wanted to. St- we we were mucking around, calling like, "Let's get sexy for summer." Like we're like both single and uh-huh. let's try and get fit because we're both got a. Um, I told him about my predicament, and his brother was a professional rugby union player mm. for Australia, Clyde Rathbone, and. Um, we just asked him, you know, what should we do? And he said, oh, you know, it's 80% diet. So here's the things you should do. And we went like fully extreme. He told us to throw out sugar, butter. Like, and we just literally went to the pantry and like threw everything in the bin and said, all right, it starts now. And I reckon I lost, I reckon I, so that was, that would have been early 2011. Yeah. I did my first solo show in 2012, which was so March, April comedy festival. And at that festival, I was 85 kilos. Holy shit. Yeah. 20 we, we, kilos on you. Yeah, we went prop. And I, and you look at photos of me and I was I was too, I was, I'd gone too far. I was, yeah. uh, I remember my dad saw me and he goes, mate, are you, like, are you all right? I just, I'd lost. No, I'm getting a, sexy for summer, dad. Yeah, I was like a greyhound. I just, I just took the no sugar thing too, too far. Um and then, so but that year was really good because I understood exactly what you, I needed to do eating wise. I didn't right. have butter. I didn't have butter. I hardly ate as much bread. Didn't have butter on bread. I, I, white rice turned to brown. All those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meals were smaller. I was exercising more, and I just saw what I had to do. So then I was like, okay, I, I know ninety. Now you kilos. can adapt yeah. to a more yeah. stable. And what were the exercises yeah. you were doing for? Uh, so it was just a mixture of all sorts of stuff. I've always played. Tried play touch footy once a week in some comp in Melbourne. Um, oh, yeah, the touch rugby. Touch, yeah, t- t- touch rugby. Um, Is that with Huey and stuff like yeah, that? Yep, yeah, gotcha. Huey's heroes. Well, you don't, which um, just, just to break it down, so you, you don't tackle, you just touch. Is that it's the whole... all rugby league rules, yeah, but just touching yeah. instead yeah, of tackling. So less injuries and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, you still see a few people do the ankles and stuff, which is uh, a bit yeah. scary. Um, yeah, and just uh, like weights, just doing different weight routines that, uh, Dane's brother had shown us like chest and one week and legs, uh, sorry, chest one day, legs and other shoulders. Maybe go on the gym right. three, or f- three or four times a week. Um, and then I just sort of worked out that not, I obviously 90 kilos was my, for my height with the yep. BMI and everything was a good. Yep. So I just, for the rest of my life, thought I'd just try and maintain 90. 90. And if I have, I, I'll always blow out over Christmas, New Year's. Oh, that's some- good to hear. I didn't know you had a, yeah, a gear not, that you can shoot. Oh, with. yeah. Christmas, New Year's. Did you pick up that summer? Did I? Well, you know, you were getting ripped for summer. Did did, did you Uh, do well? I don't don't think that summer. It took us a while to... We were too busy looking at each other in the yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you guys get together? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was one positive to come out of that. <laughs> um, it's funny you can get as fit as you want, but if you don't have any game, then it's, you're wasting your time. Um, you don't know how to talk to the opposite sex, then yeah, you probably yeah, we need... inviting them for teas and biscuits, and it's literal, not even <laughs> yeah. like a not even a euphemism. Um, yeah. Teas and biscuit. Now I need to watch race six. At race yeah. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
um, yeah, so then you knew what the medium is and you've had pretty yeah. much, have you managed to maintain that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I as I say, I'll go to 93, 94 Christmas time mm -hmm. um, and just enjoy myself. And then I just know, I do the old, at the end of every day, I still do it every day now. I just picture what I ate for the day on, on a bench and i think okay i had that today tomorrow i'll obviously if i've eaten oh too much, this is uh, sorry can yeah. run run through that this is the first time i'm hearing this yeah so i just pitch so a good way if you're trying to you know i find if you're trying to keep a weight on or gain weight or lose weight is just to picture what you've eaten that day on a bench all laid okay. out all the meals you've had imagine the bowls everything in front of you and obviously you want to have three meals a day with a few snacks and just look at the size of it see how much you've had and then the next day i'll just eat if I've had, you know, bread doesn't sit well with me as well anymore, I think, unfortunately, yeah, which is a shame. Uh, so if I have, you know, a couple of loaves, a couple of slices of bread, I'll say, okay, okay I won't have bread for a couple of days, just things like right. that. Little, if I've had a bit of sugar here, I'll go, if I have a can of Coke, I won't have another can of Coke for a month. I just do little things like that where it's, you know, that, um, eating things in. Um, just stables it out, like just, you know, yeah. You just, well, it sounds yeah, to me like it's very sense. conscious eating and that's all it is really at the end of the day. Yeah, if you're conscious yeah. about what's going into your body, you know, uh, I find that most people we've chatted to or I've chatted to around having stable weight, let's say mm. use weight as a very, very broad gauge of where someone's health is at, which we know is not absolutely accurate. Mm. But generally, if someone's more consistent, it's not about restricting uh, overall. It's just, a, sorry, restricting in like a hard, hard, hard and fast rule but just having a very conscious look at, oh, how's whatever I've been having these days and listening to your body almost and things mm. like that, which yeah. is very unnatural for someone like me because I'm an all or nothing kind of guy and I'm slowly, yeah. slowly transitioning into like, you know, a, mm. a balanced lifestyle, I guess. This is what I'm trying to get at. But yeah, yeah, okay. And so then in terms of exercise, what are your now in your stable sense? What do you stick to? So I've just sort of just only just started going back to the gym now. But I mm. for the two years of lockdown, I didn't really go. And I was just doing these. There's a great app on my phone. I've got called Home Workout. I don't know if you've talked about that before. No, we've talked about Center. Uh, yeah, but what's Home, home workout? workout. Yeah, it's just a free app. Uh, the image is just a a cartoon sort of guy doing push-ups okay. if you're looking for it it's called Daffy a workout yeah <laughs> yeah Johnny and, uh, um yeah it's just like different seven to ten you can stretch out 15 minute workouts with no, no weights which i really like about it right um so it's just repetition on if you want to do shoulders it's just a lot of repetition uh yeah and it's just been awesome uh it's just yeah it, i can do it like i say with the stretching i can just tied into that at night or in the morning and take 25 minutes. So I try and do that like five times a week. And then especially with a little bub inside, then yeah. you know, if they're having a nap or exactly, you know, yeah. or you're the, you know, they're watching a little bit of bluey, you can yeah. just do it. Quickly do it. Yeah. 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 And I've got yeah, a, I've got like a free weight dumbbell that I do just lay on my back and I'll do chest, uh, chest press one arm at a time, a few curls oh, okay. and shoulder presses and stuff. Right. Uh, depending on which workout I'm doing on the app, I'll do a little, add that to it. And then I just try and, uh, run once, maybe once. I was doing once a week, but once a fortnight is probably more realistic now that um, just stand up and things are getting busy again. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Mm. In the conversation of consistency and having a balanced lifestyle comes this absolute spanner in the works, which is that apparently <laughs> at some point in your life, 
you had a a proper gambling addiction. Mm, um, yeah. So I didn't know about it. I think you did a show about it as well. I did. I did a show called The Get Out Stakes, and it probably would have been about twenty fourteen or fifteen. I think. Right. And I think I wasn't. Re- I, I wasn't skilled enough as a performer to get my point yeah. across enough. Uh, yeah. It's probably something I could do much better now. Instead, have sports bet. Do like, do it again. Sports bet I think I could do it again. Yeah, I think I could yeah. do it. I'd love to be able to later in life take it to schools and, oh, lovely. and, and okay. do it to, you know, teenagers. So how know. old were you? Uh, what, what's the origin story of the, the, the gambling fix? Just from a family of uh, country. La, la, yeah, country, New <laughs> South Wales, Irish, um, Irish background and just loving the punt. My dad, all my, you know, Previous grandparents all loved horse racing in particular. Uh, owned horses, trained horses, uncles that were trainers. Um, so just in that family. Wow, realm. so it's very so, much like a family kind of conversation again, right? For sure, yeah. And my dad loved loved the horse races, so I I was always with him You're going right. to footy. We'd stop at the TAB. He'd put his bets on for the day, and we'd go to footy. And I just was always sitting on the chair, little plastic chair at the TAB, with my packet of chi- packet of chips waiting for him. From you know, quite a young age. Yeah, wow. Um, and, and I so yeah. so he would put the bet on for you. You do the picking, and he'd obviously. Ah, uh, yeah, I reckon from about like seven or eight, I started to you know Melbourne Cup and big events. I'd probably pick horses. Wow. Um, oh, because it's illegal for a minor to place a bet, right? That's right. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't know if it's 110%. like I don't, I don't know if it's like if you're 16 and you're going to get a tattoo with a parent, you're allowed Dude. to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but do you remember which say so I assume Melbourne Cup was one of the best ones? Do you remember the first one? Yeah, I I, I picked uh Doremus and Saintly two years in a row, Melbourne oh, Cup winners. Wow. Yeah, and so so, so you have felt like you had a knack for it. Yeah, yeah. And I'd I'd won on previous races. I I won uh it's called the Metropolitan, it was a big race in Sydney, and I yeah. uh, they I, I was probably twelve or something and Probably annoying dad, and he's like, Oh, here, just have five dollars on something. And I picked this horse called Gladstonbury, and it won at like 50 to one. I won like 250 bucks at that age, which was insane. Insane, yeah. And I just remember buying uh, obviously footy cards for days, and uh, I think I bought a skateboard, and um, yeah, just I, I, I genuinely and I still watch the sport, like, I, I, I do like like jockeys' stories and trainers' stories, and um. I knew, I've known horse trainers and I've been around that industry. So I kind of yeah. still follow it with an interest if there's a big race on. And, um, and so therefore you still enjoy you still enjoy it. Yeah, which, though, which blows people's minds that you can yeah. still watch something. And obviously a lot of people hate it for what it is. But yeah, I've seen, hashtag I, not I, the cup, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I understand all that. And all that is making it better behind the scenes. So there's good... You know, but one thing is, it's never gonna. I just don't think it's ever gonna stop. So it's just too so much. They're trying to make it a bit more somehow more regular. Yeah, changing or ethical, the whips for lack of a better word. How much they can hit the horse. Yeah, it's still yeah. It's it's riding a horse at the end of the day, it, but it's um, it's. Did you ever work in the industry? I, I was close. I was very close at times. I, I I worked with a friend who was a trainer in Jindabyne when I lived there, uh, yeah. and I used to when he'd go away and go, I'd go and feed the horses and tend to them and put their rugs on. Even take take them off evening and night and um yeah yeah so I had a lot to do with horses and and behind the scenes and I was very close when I lived in Canberra to because I didn't have a job I was going to just go and try and be a stable hand at Canberra Racetrack or something and try and get in that way mm-hmm. um, but pro- probably thankfully I did it's a bit a pretty tough life 
I think uh, it's early it mornings. Such yeah. a tough life mm. for very, and this is why I found fascinating. There was a period where my dad was into yeah. it, and he treated a lot of trainers. Yeah. And there was a period where dad was getting tips and, and I was about 14 or 15. We went to the races a couple of times, but I just have this vivid image of a, of a guy who was a trainer or second to the trainer. And it was just long hours mm. for what I can't think about is little pay. And then with that little pay, a lot of people in the industry were then placed bets yeah. on and still lose. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a wicked little cycle in there. And, and they're not paid amazingly to get up at 3.30 in the morning and go to track work. And and then you, you go to probably, uh, you know, 10 and then go back again in the afternoon to clean the boxes from three to, you know, six. So it's it's a – and that's seven days a week. There's, they might get a day off here and there. It's it's And then going to the races when you've got horses entered, taking them to the races. A lot yeah. of them are on – living on four or five hours sleep, give that. Um, so, yeah, I'm sort of glad. I don't think that would have suited my uh, – did you ever own a piece of a race? Yeah, race? I owned two horses uh, when I lived in Jindabyne with that guy, the friend. Um, raced around Canberra, um, Queen Bien. Uh We came second in at, at Tumbarumba one day. And... Tumbarumba is that the band that's saying "I get knocked down, <laughs> I get <laughs> yeah, it yeah. up again"? That's where they were from. And uh, seven horse race. It was fifty to one and got beat by a pimple on the line. Yeah, it was still. Uh, what exciting. does that phrase mean? Got beat by a pimple? Is it so close? Yeah, like right. nothing, like a real photo finish. Close. Right. Um, and and what was the difference in prize money? Do you remember? Uh, it was like two and a half thousand first, eight hundred per second. Yeah. So three of us shared in eight hundred bucks, but <laughs> I think I had like a hundred dollars each way or something. So I would have won. It went from five grand to winning like eight hundred bucks or something. Yeah, gotcha. Which was still good, but it would have been would have been the greatest so- day ever. <laughs> So do you still look at the odds now? Like, so we, how long ago was it since you passed place? Last bet was February 2009. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So yeah, you were so, already in recovery when we when you moved to Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I kind, kind of coincided with wanting to do stand-up and, um, yeah. So let's look- that, I used stand-up as a thing to end it because I wanted, in my head, I wanted all my luck to go into stand-up. And- right. And I this started, is, yeah, I think I started this is, writing on Saturday mornings instead of going and placing my bets, trying to find things to stop. Because I think this is the 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 really important chat. And in the Patreon app, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the crazy bets and things like that. Mm. But I think what's valuable for our listeners would be understanding any kind of major habit change. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of consistent across whatever the habit is, whether it's smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. drugs, food, obviously it varies, but generally speaking, there's certain principles. So for you with gambling, uh, I think what- When what's did in- you realize you had a problem? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I, I, so I was living in Canberra. So I probably started, I started punting heavily from about 16. Mm. Uh, I was working at Woolies in my hometown and I, I, I was quite, as I said, I was tall from it. So I could go and put bets on and nobody would ask me yeah. any questions. I put that oh, on for right. friends. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was gambling from then. Uh, and I'd probably make, you know, 150 bucks off my two shifts at Woolies. And I was probably giving you 100 bucks of that a run, you know, putting fuel in my car and then giving quite a bit of that a spin on the horses. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I moved away to Jindabyne uh, when I was 19 uh, mm-hmm. to work just one season in the, in the snow, snow fields of New South Wales. Had a mate up there living there, snowboarding and... Uh, that was when it got real bad because I was away. I was away from home for the first time. Right. I had a couple of mates up there. I was working in a kitchen. I was. I, I'd done my time at TAFE in, 
Buttons Bay. And I was doing 4 a.m. till uh, 11 a.m. And then 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. I was doing split shifts. So I had that time in the day. Could I go drive a 40-minute up one way to go and snowboard for the day? Or could I go 10 minutes to the bowling club right. and, and have some bets? So I just started I just started finding myself in the bowling club every day. Uh, and I, I was I would have been I was probably making a thousand bucks a week and I would have been spending six hundred on on horses and paying my rent and bills yeah. and everything. Wow. I was like properly and I, I didn't really think anything. It's weird. I, looking back, I don't think anything of it. I, I still really enjoyed my time there. I've made some lifelong friends. Um, there was times so, where where I they're all dead now, but yeah. <laughs> there was times times when I would fill the car up with my last ten dollars, trying to get through to payday, and I I, I I should try and fix that better next time. I shouldn't be in this position, mm. but it just kept happening. Yeah, you put all you you put all the bets on the yeah. kitchen bench and say, okay, this is what I had across this week. What do I yeah. need? What so again? But you said you didn't feel at the time it was in. No. But what was the tipping point? Uh, w- was yeah when you said you made you played your, placed your last bet in February 2009 yeah uh, w- what felt like I mean again did, first of all as well did you know that was your last bet at the time uh, I hoped it was I definitely hoped it was I so you I, felt out of control it started yeah. to feel like oh I'm gonna yeah. put this but fuck I really hope like this is the last one wow. yeah so so Jindabyne was like oh four oh five oh six and then I moved to Canberra mm-hmm. uh, six seven eight and that was when it was I, w- I got a really good job in de- Department of Defense. I was living with two two mates, and uh, it, was, it was only like 150 bucks a week rent. So I'd cover my rent, put my fuel mm. in my car, getting paid fortnightly. I'd get paid on a Thursday. I'd have no money by Sunday, and I'd have to like borrow 50 bucks off a mate or whatever just to get through to the following like Thursday week to get to payday. And this was this just became like my life. Like I didn't. We'd have events for work where you'd go paintballing or something and i just couldn't i'd never go i'd say oh i've got something else on but i didn't have the money to pay for i just would never wow um i'd go missing out on life because of the yeah yeah yeah, i didn't have a i didn't i didn't have like i didn't have a girlfriend or anything i I probably wanted one at the time but i didn't i was spending so much time trying to be this professional gambler in my head that i thought i was going to be yeah um and just gambling then i started gambling on golf and uh, sport you know, yeah, yeah, it started like I had, yeah, I had this bet once on Stuart Sink to win this. I think it was a US Open or something like that. And he was, I had a hundred dollars at $41. So I was going to win four grand, which was quite a lot of money for me. Uh, that was not a big bet for me. And then he, he got in a playoff with Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods had like a six and zero playoff record. And I was like, well, forget about that. And of course, Tiger smashed him. Um, so go- golf, I, I thought I knew golf as well. And then I, I remember, yeah, 2009, pretty late 2008. It just was that site. I was just like, this is like, I just, I'm just not enjoying this. I have a, I clearly have a, an issue. I thought about like gambler's help uh, all the while keeping this, oh, like nobody knew about this. My family didn't know. Wow, right. I, that's what gambling is one thing you can really keep under wraps, which is a scary thing about it. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a mortgage, thankfully. I didn't have, kids uh partner so i wasn't affecting that you know others yeah so, dependents, so, yeah and and that also makes it easier to hide because i did you know a, a wife can't who yes, knows exactly, yes, exactly. Yeah. so um I, I just remember i had a ford falcon and i had like like 14 bucks in my account or something like that and i just put it all into my f- fuel 
And I remember traveling, going to work and I was like, this, I'm, this is just doing my head in. I'm going to try mm. and I, I'll try and have a month off and just try and save some money and see how much I have at the end of a month. A month turned to two, three. Comedy was starting, so I was writing and doing gigs, which I was really enjoying. I was getting that um, that buzz from that. Yeah. Um, it got to six months. I was having horrible dreams, dreams where I'd put a bet on um, and I'd wake up and have to check that there was no tickets in my wallet. I was having these vivid, wow. spooky dreams. So your brain, it's almost like your your equilibrium for your brain was to be constantly worried about a bet. Yeah. And when you're not giving and it, this it started. this is when apps were starting to come out. They were, they were, it was very new. I was not across them yet. They really kicked off in the years yeah. after I stopped, thankfully. Yeah. But I, I, um, I just, and the worst thing about it, and I was mainly horse racing, you have this fear of missing out because I would talk about betting with mates or my fam. Yeah, bets I'd talk about with dad, but I wouldn't tell him to what extent I was gambling. He thought I was just small amounts. Mm. You have this fear of missing out, like you're missing out on. Say you Thank, saw a thanks horse. Thanks for muting the mic, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you'd see, um, you know, you'd have fear of missing out on a horse that you were following. Like if it was going to race and you weren't on it and it won, um, oh. you'd have this horrible fear of missing out. And I think that's one thing that's really bad now with teenagers and all this sports bet and the mates, 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 you've got to be in yeah. with your mates. If you're not in with your mates, you're not at the pub and you're not gambling. So it's just, wow. A, so they're really you know, tapping and, into that, that, that insecurity of wanting yeah. to fit in. Do you want to fit in? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and just, and just for the record, like those ads, especially that one that I'm thinking of is, uh, is those betting companies can go to fucking hell <laughs> because they are just, it's, it's, the, it's, the wor- it's the scum of the earth because now they're starting to do that to the point where it's like it's, it's aiming at teenagers. And, and like now, I, there's not a day on the weekend that I don't go where I'm like, my son is five. I can't find, I've got all these cable channels and yet I can't find one that'll show the footy without a game. Yeah, yeah, Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck We them. have... Like, to be fair, we have a lot of really close mates who do ads for them. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. And let, they make that decision. And, and I, I know the creators of I have friends there that you know, are, are, are writing. I'm working with one of them right <laughs> now. I, I, I did a sports bet ad um, fucking early 2011, 2012, and I got paid like 250 bucks for it because I was a new comic at the time. And it uh, turns out I've signed a contract that they can use it in perpetuity. And every it was about backyard cricket or something like that. And every Christmas it comes out, and I get zero money. <laughs> oh, shit. Dave. Yeah, that's when they took took advantage of young comics, yeah. which they. I um, I've but, got, tried to get my management uh, legal team to look at it. Apparently, it's watertight. I've signed it. I've signed it away. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so yeah, so so yes, yeah, so it's that idea of getting that fear of missing out, and mm. so I guess the the the, um, the takeaway that I kind of want to circle back to is the idea that you suddenly found a different purpose or something else that's giving you more ful- giving you fulfillment in yeah. the pursuit of stand up yeah and maybe that's what it really kind of comes down to sometimes which is while you're in Jindabyne there was nothing to do no. so like you might as well do this thing that's easily accessible and gives yeah. you a, a buzz and a thrill because yeah. there's no denying that it has that for for you it had that mm. thing because i remember reading in atomic habits about how uh, they studied, I think it's dopamine or whatever the the, the hit that you get mm-hmm. with gambling. That there's a the peak in dopamine before you pull the slot machine is higher than even if you want a million dollars. So it's not oh, the God. win that actually it, it, the win is obviously huge, but it's the moment just before the win, the pulling mm. of the lever 
that apparently when dopamine is at its highest. Yeah, so I, can, I think I that's all that. about that fear of missing out as well, going the potential that this move has. Yeah. And yeah. they... Well, the, the, the sound of a marble still brings me... Oh, really? <laughs> bing, 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 <laughs> just before it just lands on the number that you have not placed. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, um, and so then what... So was it very organic then for you? You just went, okay, I'm going to take it month at a time and the months became years and then... Yeah, it was very, very... Don't get me wrong, I had times where I... Um, probably three or four times where I parked outside the TAB near my house in Canberra and wow, on a Thursday and thought, just go, I'll just have a hundred on that golfer. He's going to win this week. And just somehow didn't go. Do you remember the self-talk? It was just thoughts. I think just scary. Just thinking about the, you know, the, yeah, just really trying to, um, I I do like challenging myself. And I guess that was one. Right. But I really enjoyed that fight of trying not to do it. Say, say you had someone. Were you just? Were you? Were you in the car just going? Look, I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet. But Craig Parry is making a comeback, <laughs> and I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, sorry. Here's the thing: I talk about fear of missing out. I, I would say, since I stopped, as soon as I stopped in the year after I stopped, and this is like spooky stuff. I reckon four golfers I followed one at a hundred, like hundred to one, two hundred to one. Uh, all the horses I used to all just started winning at big odds. Everything just started winning. And I was like, right, okay, this is the ultimate test. Uh, and I got to, uh, the catalyst was I got to the end of like 2009 and I had like 15 grand in the bank. Mm. And that made me, I was like, okay, that's how, you know, that's equivalent to what I've been burning for the last sort of eight years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I think I'll, I think I'll, I've, I've made the right choice. And then, yeah, then year on year, it comes easier and easier. And I, I wouldn't even, I can sit in a TAB with my dad now and he'll have a few bets and we'll just chat. And I'd have no, no oh, interest. Incredible. Yeah. Cause that's in, so um, consistent with like, with, with us, Ben, with terms of alcohol. Yeah. Like it's like, it was yeah. tough initially to not be at a gig and, you know, or stay after the gig. And mm-hmm. so the, if there was a, say like a equivalent, of 2009 you coming up to you now mm. saying hey i've got this problem what is your advice like what can you is there anything that you feel you've understood now over the last uh, 13 years that you can sort of pass on as potential advice yeah it's just uh, it's starting to stop you just have to make that first thing and I, it's like anything diet or you, once you make the call and the change every day every week that passes is easier and easier i find like so if i'm so it's a decision um, it's the it's the initial decision i reckon and and then also finding something that um obviously you don't have to start stand-up comedy or but just finding something that's interests you um in a different way or isn't as damaging in 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 terms of like yes yeah and 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 i all, all my mates from home still gamble and i talk to them about it and they know my situation i have a nephew that's 21 and I really try and just plug it into him. He wants to have a bet, go to the casino, do it, but just know what can happen. Look, listen to my what I've done. I, I could have so much more money now. And, and and people are always going to gamble. You're never going to stop people from gambling. The government's never going to stop the ads on the footy. None of that's ever going to stop. It's all up to the individual because it just raises too much revenue for everyone. They're not going to stop. So it's, every, it's your individual choices. I would love it if there was better... Um, teaching to kids in schools like they do with it's just paramount like yeah. it's, it's the, the the level of teaching at even at a primary school age yeah. like it, it, it's non-existent yeah. 
and it's, you're watching parents who've got apps yeah. who are placing bets all the time yeah. on any sporting event. Like it's it's not it's the normality that just makes me physically ill yeah. sometimes. With like, what's our next generation mm. looking mm. like? You know, and clubs can't do it because they're held. You know, the you know the purses are tied in heavily to yeah. gambling, and it's just mm. it's a real tricky thing to unpack. And that's why. Did you celebrate when you clocked ten years? No bet. Did you? Did you? I don't. I think. Did you have a bet? <laughs> you had a second cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. went wild. Maybe I'm like I do every around February. I think it was like twenty second of February or something. Around that time every year, I do. I definitely think about it. And um, but there's something key uh, that you just touched on, which is the idea that all your mates still, you know, have a still gambling up and have yeah. a comfortable thing with it. Which yeah. is, I think, something I struggled with when I was quitting bulls was admitting that I didn't have the same level of discipline or or, or, yeah. or tol- um, relationship with booze that my mates had. I had to yeah. accept that I am too weak to be able to do it con- in a controlled environment. Like yes. I, I yeah. don't have that handbrake is as I described it to know when to stop. Exactly. And so there's nothing yeah. wrong with in the same way for you. The part of it, like where you're saying, I think you were trying to say was that it's not like everyone got as severe as you did. Mm. But but just because it happened to you doesn't mean that 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 it doesn't necessarily um, it's it's like somehow you're weak or anything like that. Do you mm. know what I mean? I'm, I'm contradicting yeah. myself here a bit. Yeah, what, it wasn't. I knew it wasn't for me. It, yes, it, it just it wasn't for my makeup and what I and yeah. I just I just I need I needed. I can't just be a guy like my dad. Will have his fifty bucks. He'll go and put on his five bets for the yep. day, and then he'll go home and. If he loses, he loses. If he wins, he keeps it. He doesn't chase. Where I was a chaser, I, I would right. win, lose a draw. I'd be back there all afternoon, right uh, into the night. Yeah. I just could, I just could not stop. And and your odds, your odds are stacked against you anyway. But when you're chasing and you're betting on every single race, mm. you're ne- it's never going to end posi- positively. You, you just keep chasing. Yeah. You just keep yeah. chasing your yeah. losses. And I've the and whole... I've thought, oh, maybe I could gamble again. This is early days. I was like, maybe I'll just do it. Uh, when the good horses are running around Spring Carnival, I'll just bet for that six weeks of the Spring Carnival, save five grand for that time and just bet then. Mm. Um, but that's a, looking at that now, it's a stupid because I, I would just get, I would just go crazy again. It just wouldn't work because I don't have that control. But it's like, it's like people who go, you know what, I'm just, you know, silly season. That's when I'm just going to smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It's just that silly season. I'm just going to be yeah. fine. And then before you know it, it's June. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the <Yeah>. season <laughs> extended. Connell, I'm so happy so, to hear that you you got on top of it and, and that it's something that you now see value in passing that information off to other people. And I love the idea of you potentially doing a version of your show that can actually go to schools and stuff because I think oh, it's yeah. really important work. And, oh, and if, not, God, if you're able to you know, from your shitty experience with it, if you're able to change at least one person's life for the better, mm. then fuck, what a, what a great thing you've done there with, yeah. with a shitty hand that you got dealt. Um, I just want to say quickly, sorry, Ben, I, well, I just looked oh. it up. Uh, Gamblers Help, there's free support at 1-800-858-858. Uh, 1-800-858-858. If anyone's listening and feels like they could need a bit of extra support. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Connell, where can people find you? What do you want our listeners to head towards... Uh, I'm currently uh, in Ju- in July. I started to a bit of a, going around different places around Australia. So uh-huh. you can find out more at DanielConnell.com.au. It's on my website or yep. Instagram and Facebook. Great little tour, Daniel Connell Comedy. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. And I've also seen that you. I've just looked at your Facebook, and you say Australian stand-up comedian and ostrich attack survivor. 
So, <laughs> so the Godless yeah. Wonder is the name of the tour. Uh, please check him yeah. out. Um, absolutely, I mean, absolutely ripper stand up, and there's great amounts of um, clips of you online as well. If people want to get a mm. taste of your of your stand up, but Ben, us, uh, uh, Duruk J on Instagram, tonight, Ben Lomas tonight. comic uh, tonight. JFL, Ben, your tape. JFL, I'll be at nine fifteen uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm be... seven p.m. Uh, at the Malthouse yep. Theatre. Uh, otherwise, Darwin. I got shows in Darwin, people. Uh, fuck, I wish I knew which date. Uh, August <laughs> August uh, 9th and 10th, I believe it is. Uh, for any listeners from Darwin, please come and check us out. It's the delicious show that I did uh, in, um, in in around the country in, in my final state, 9 and 10. So that- and if you're in Gippsland, I am out there in Wonthaggy, Tralgan, Sale and Bansdale from the 29th to the 2nd. Excellent. So For the Comedy Festival Roadshow, which is very awesome. We'll, uh, we'll all see you uh, and uh, enjoy yeah, the page. with uh, Daniel Connell. Uh, thanks, Connell. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me.